Hi, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm joined today uh, by my good friend, Nick Han. Nick, God bless you. Thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me. Uh, Nick, interrupt me anytime you want. There are several things I want to deal with today. Uh, I've been getting a lot of questions concerning anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, concerning depression and fear, concerning uh, do I go to a doctor? Do I not go to a doctor? Do I only go to doctors and leave out prayer? Do I only pray and, and leave out doctors? I, I'm getting a lot of different questions. Yeah. I want to deal with that and give you some scriptures. Uh, and also sleeping, because <laughs> hmm. there are a lot of people who suffer from insomnia, and yeah. I want to deal with that today. And if you, anytime you have a okay. question, just look at me, because you won't bother me in the least. Okay. And thank you for joining me today on this podcast. Um, Jesus teaches us in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, be anxious for nothing. Now, that's easier said than done, isn't it? Be anxious. In other words, don't have anxiety. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And here's the key. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing. Now, all of us face anxiety from time to time. But that's when you pray. He said, everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, thanking God in the midst of the trial that you're facing, letting your requests be known. God, I'm facing this anxiety. I'm facing this situation. God, I'm asking you for the peace of God that passes all understanding. Now, I face anxiety in my life, but this is the formula. This is the formula that I follow that helps to relieve the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, another thing that's, that's important to me is putting a prayer covering over my family. I travel a lot. I'm gone a lot. I'm, I'm all over uh, America, Canada, and sometimes nations around the earth. And I put a prayer covering over my wife and over my children every day. Not a day goes by without me praying over my wife and children. And uh, if at all possible, unless there's just something that that makes it impossible, I talk to them on the phone and pray for them. I pray for our children. We anoint them with oil uh, and have uh, since uh, they were childhood, since they were children. Uh, I believe in that. I believe in putting a prayer covering over my family. And uh, I think it's important, especially as I travel. And I remind the Lord. Of, of the promises that he's given me. I remind him about family. You know, God established the family before he established the church. Mm. If you remember, he spoke to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and said, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. That's family. Right. It was 2,000 years before he established the church. Family is critical. People say, no, the church is more important than the family. That's not true. He established the family first. Putting a prayer covering over your family is in is extremely important. And the older I get, the more important that I know that it is. So for you, you I, mean, I think it's probably pause surprising for people to hear that you deal with anxiety, that you have experienced <laughs> I deal that. With it, I deal with it all the time. Yeah. So what, what do you do? What do you do when you experience anxiety? I pray in tongues. Oh. God has given us the Holy Spirit. He is in every born again believer. If you are a Christian, if you've received Christ as your Savior... The Holy Spirit is in you. The scripture says when you got saved, the Holy Spirit came in and took up residence inside you. And he, he is a person. He's not an it. He's not a thing. And he speaks. And the Bible tells us in Romans that he's praying. He's interceding seven days a week, 24 hours a day in a straight line prayer to God. And by an act of our will, as the apostle Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians 14, we can tap into his prayer and we can pray in a heavenly language, which we've never learned. 
And then we can stop and pray in our own language and get ideas and insights and, and the new and innovative ways of doing things and get that anxiety level to come down. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when the a- anxiety comes against me, I pray in tongues. And also, as I was sharing in the last couple of weeks, uh, that's when I march. <laughs> I start marching around my house and yeah. praying in the spirit. That's that's when sometimes I I yell out, I I yell and and, and command the devil to take his hands off of me. Uh, those are the things that I do uh, to to combat the anxiety. Is is do you see anxiety as? just a part of life or is it a sickness that needs to be healed? Well, it could be a little bit of both. Uh, remember the devil is against you mm-hmm. and he comes against you. And the scripture says that he comes for only three reasons to steal, to kill and destroy. The Bible says he, he goes about seeking whom he may devour and he looks for weaknesses in us. Mm. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important in my life because he shores up the weaknesses. Right, right. <laughs> okay? Yeah. You, if you talk about anxiety, just from the perspective of, you know, you get into things talking about like mental illness, which is a huge um, oh, thing yes. in, in our day and age. Yeah, I, I got know, lots of requests for that. Right. We, we hear it. We see it, um, whether it be, you know, through emails that we get or social media posts that come in. Uh, people ask you, okay, so like you've, you talk about like physical healing a lot and how God wants you healed, whether it's through, um, you know, um, the miraculous power of God in, in a moment that you can't explain or whether it be through mm-hmm. the power of um, God using people in the medical field. When it comes to issues of mental health, anxiety, internal sicknesses, sicknesses of the mind, do those same truths apply? Well, Nick, let me just, let me just be as frank and as honest as I know how to be. Uh-huh. Uh, because I, I think what I'm going to say may take the pressure off of some people. I am for healing, no matter how it comes. Mm. When sickness tries to strike me, my main purpose is to get well. Now, I often use this example. When I get a headache, as I sometimes do, the first thing as I do is I begin to pray. And I command the headache to leave me. The second thing I do is I go take two Tylenol. Yeah. Now, I really don't care which one works. I just want to get well. God is the source of all healing. It was God who anointed some scientist, some researcher to discover the Tylenol or the Advil or whatever it is, the ibuprofen, they call it. Uh, It was God who gave them the ability to do that. All healing comes from God. And if you remember in the Bible, in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul had as a member of his team, a medical doctor, Luke who wrote the book of Luke and wrote the book of Acts. He was not a former physician. He was a practicing medical doctor. Yeah. And when you see them on the island of Malta near the end of Acts, the scripture says that Paul was praying for the sick and they were being healed and Luke was treating them medically and they were being cured. Hmm. Now, I don't care how the healing comes. Who do we think we are to tie one of God's hands behind his back and say, God, this is the only way you can reach me. Yeah. You know, I want everything that God has. Now, there are a lot of questions about mental health, mental illness. Well, uh, am I am I committing a sin if I go to a psychiatrist or if I go to a psychologist for help? Look, I'm for whatever helps. Yeah. I want to see you get well. And I remember if I were to call the woman's name, many of you would know it, but years ago, I performed the wedding of a tremendous tremendously anointed woman, tremendous evangelist and healing minister. She married uh, the, the chairman of the psychiatric unit at a local hospital. Now, both of them were born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, tremendous Christians. 
And he used to sit down, and I can I can see him. I remember she called him a little bald-headed chickadee. <laughs> and he had no hair. Uh, he would tell me the stories of, of how he helped people with their mental issues. Mm. I'm for whatever works. Now, the difference with me is I give the glory to God. Yeah. Now, I realize there... I realize you're going to find some false falseness right. in the world, right. but the Lord will lead you who to stay away from. Yeah. Okay. You know, when you go to a doctor, you want to go to a good doctor. Yeah. Okay? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, the Lord will, the Lord will lead and guide you, but you shouldn't feel any guilt. I want to see you well, no matter how it comes. Now, the difference is give the glory to God. Right. You thank the person who prays. You thank the doctor who treats but you give the glory of the healing to God. When you talk about, you know, medical professionals, whether it be in dealing with physical body or issues of the mind, I hear people who have, uh, you know, healing ministries like yourself, they talk a lot about the physical, but not as much about the faith part when it comes to like mental sickness. Should we, as, as people of faith, the same way that we stay, say, God, I'm believing um, by the stripes of Jesus, you know, quoting your scripture, first Peter two twenty four, that in my body, in my leg, my leg that's, that's hurting, that it would be healed in Jesus name. Should we have apply the same thing to our mind? Absolutely. Isn't it a part of your body? I, yeah, I would, agree. I just don't, people don't talk about that. You know, that if you're struggling with well, let's wh- talk about it. whatever, whatever, <laughs> like whether it be depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, like these things can, do you have a Bible right to believe for healing in, even though it's not a physical an external physical need. Yes, and the and the proof of that is in Third John two. Listen to these words, beloved. Isn't that a great word? That's mm. how he feels about you, beloved. I wish this is God talking now. Yeah. I wish above all things, above everything, number one that you prosper. Yeah. Well, that handles the financial area. He wants you to be well. He's not looking for you to be broke. Yeah. Secondly, and that you be in health. Health includes every area of your being, your mind, your spirit, your body, your finances, your emotions, every area of your life, even as your soul prospers, Mm. or in other words, to be in relationship with him. Yeah. He didn't want you in league with the devil. He wants you in league with him. Right. It's his greatest wish. Yes. The mind, that's a part of your body. Right. Last last time I checked, it's inside, it's inside you. That. That's you. He is concerned about every bone, every muscle, every organ, every sinew of tissue in your body, your mind, your brain, your medulla, your oblongata, your uh, yeah. all, all the different parts of your brain. Yes, he, your frontal, your back, your... Uh, I don't know how, <laughs> you can I, name it, it's there. I can't name it all. <laughs> I know one's the medulla oblongata, one is the... Uh, uh, never, well, I can't say uh, them all. Yeah. I took them all when I was in high school and college. <laughs> yeah. I took those courses of anatomy and physiology. I can't remember. Uh, the medulla oblongata and the, uh, I can't you're remember stuck, them all. But anyway, he wants you well, even in your medulla oblongata, <laughs> in every even in area that. of your life. He wants you well in your thoughts. Right. And he, Paul, Paul talked about, I think myself happy. Right. Wow. If that isn't a mental thing, I've never heard a mental thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to think your thoughts. I'm going to think myself. I'm going to release my faith. That's what he was saying. I'm going to believe God for healing in the totality of my being. And and I want help from wherever I can get it. And if it comes to a doctor uh, or or a practitioner or a chiropractor or or however it comes, and if it comes through prayer, no matter how it comes, I'm just going to give the glory to God. And you know, there's some things in life 
and, and some Christians have a hard time with this. They, they, they hear one negative thing and they throw the whole thing out. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes in life, you got to eat the straw and spit out the sticks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, if you can take 80% of somebody, uh, you know, most, a lot of Christians will say, well, I'm going to throw away the 80 because I can't handle the 20. Right. Toss out the 20 yeah. and keep the 80. Yeah. That's how, that's how I have relationships with a lot of people because people, people say and do things that I'm not happy with, but that's not their whole life. You don't throw a whole life away just because it's, uh, you know, you have a few things over here on the side you can't handle. Right. Eat the straw, but spit out the sticks. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. There's some things that out there in the world that are wacky. Well, stay away from the wacky stuff. Okay? That's good. That's good. I mean, it's, it's clear. It's clear even when God says, or when the Bible says things like, uh, that I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but a love power and a sound mind. You know, the, 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 even the sound mind aspect, God be sober and vigilant. Like he cares about the condition or state of your mind. You talk about, you can go, go ahead. You want well, to that, that deal, you're, you're also talking about fear. Yeah. And so many people are filled with fear, but remember the apostle Paul tells us, God did not give you a spirit of fear, right? but instead he gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound, yeah, sound mind. mind. Okay. Right. That means you don't have to go crazy. Right. And another thing about that is a lot of people lay awake at night. That's what I was going to talk about. Right. Not able to sleep because of fear or worry or anxiety. Right. And the the scripture says in Proverbs 3, 24, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep shall be sweet. Mm. You know, if, when I have a problem sleeping, and once in a while I do because my mind's running on something, I've, something's going on during the day or something's happening to me and I've, I'm all worked up over it. A lot of people go to bed worked up at night, yeah. you know, uh, and I just can't turn it off. Yeah. I quote the scripture, when I lie down, I will not be afraid. Right. I will not be anxious. I will not be filled with fear. When I lie down, my sleep shall be sweet. And I began to confess, I am sleeping. I am going to sleep. My body is going to rest. Now, I'm not hypnotizing myself or anything like that. Right. I've never done that in my life. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking against it. I've just never done it. Right. Uh, but I quote these scriptures until I fall asleep. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a huge one, just the sleep factor. I mean, even a lot of ailments that people deal with are a result of not getting, not getting good sleep. To me, it's just that God cares about that. Yeah. You know, that you would lie down and your sleep would be sweet. Sometimes we just read, oh, I didn't sleep good last night. But that... It shouldn't be written off that easily. Like God cares about you getting good, well, he, he getting so. good sleep. He said, when you lie down, you, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Yeah. I want sweet sleep in my life. And so I, I confess these scriptures. I'm laying in bed. Maybe I'm tossing and turning over something. No, I start quoting these scriptures. First thing you know, I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Aside from prayer, aside from the, the prayer aspect, are there other tools? Are there other tools that you use for overcoming the for, pressure the for, anxi- this, for, for sleep <laughs> i guess i guess not just sleep but like just the pressure of life the stress the anxiety the things that get that get heavy yeah you pray in the spirit you do those things what are, like you even in a couple of weeks ago you're giving you know tools for engaging your faith do you have other tools do you use do you is your conf- does your confession play a role in that yes, do you find I take that- a chill pill <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what, how do you get a prescription for those <laughs> Pharmacy what pharmacy out. do I get the I chill like, pill? I like a prescription of chill, uh, uh, of chill pills, please. <laughs> uh, uh, see, it uh, that the world. really, I really, uh, that's my faith. That's my faith talking. Mm. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to spend this night worrying over the situation. 
Mm. I'm turning it over to you. In my own strength, I can't handle it. Yeah. I need you. I'm turning this over to you. And I'm asking you to give me a peaceful, happy, healthy, restful, sweet night of sleep. I rebuke the fear Mm. in Jesus' name. Fear, I will not entertain you. I'm declaring I am the healed of the Lord. All this that's playing on my mind, I bind it in the name of Jesus. And I command Satan to take his hands off of me. And I shall sleep. I shall rest. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be depressed. Right. Okay. And I've got some scriptures on uh, depression, by the way, yeah. uh, which which are which are really good uh, because you know d- d- depression tries to come on all of us. Yeah. And it can be quite a shock, uh, you know. And people will say, "Well, well, what's wrong with me?" You know, right. "What's wrong with me?" When, when you talk about, de- why do I feel so blue? Yeah. So, so how do you define de- like for you when you're talking about depression? What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about just that that feeling that just just lowers you. Looming cloud. I've yeah, heard people just, talk about like that, lowers. like a cloud, feel a like dark the cloud. Is being right. Feel like the, the walls are closing in. Yeah. And sometimes it's worse at night. People feel like the walls are closing in yeah. and, and it, it, it can linger. And I'm not talking about a sore throat. Right. Right. You know, I'm talking about, you just feel like the whole it's walls. Emo- yeah. And it's like this, this a pit and pendulum thing is just, it's swinging and it's getting closer to you every time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not God. No. That comes from the devil. That is an attack of the devil. And, and we've got to stand against it. Uh, one research study that I read said that prayer is connected to lowering levels of depression. Hmm. Now, this is a secular study. Hmm. Prayer is connected to levels of depression. And the most positive results in this study found uh, had to do with association of people who were in church hmm. and, and practiced strong Christian faith. Well, that's the Bible. That's what that, that, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about about the Word of God, uh, and it, it is so important. People say, "Well, you know, the Word Word of God was written thousands of years ago. It doesn't apply to me." It applies to you more than your newspaper. It applies to you more than the internet. Right. It applies to you more than anything else you've ever been through. Right. And the answer is in this book that I'm holding in my left hand. Yeah, I think for Christians, especially, there's there's something about when it comes to the mental things, whether it be anxiety or depression. They like don't even like to admit that they encounter that, and I think that that's what's powerful. Is you're 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 even as a minister saying I deal with this, but it's not just admitting that you deal. It's it's understanding that you don't have to stay there. That well, there's God has answers for that. And there's, people often think, well, I must be weak if I'm depressed. Right? No, 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 no. That's an attack of the devil. Uh, He's coming at you in some weakness area where he thinks he can get a foothold. Doesn't no. mean you've done anything wrong. No, or absolutely you're, not. Yeah. And if you have done something wrong, repent. Right. And say, God, I'm sorry. I blew it. I, I, I made a mistake. I, I apologize. Please forgive me. Yeah. Okay. And you've got a clean slate. Right. That's the way God is. And um, here's, another, here's another thing that, that I deal with with people about uh, brokenheartedness. Mm. There are a lot of brokenhearted people right now in our country. But the scripture says in Psalm 34, the Lord is near. Now listen to this. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed spirit. Mm. There are many people listening right now. You're brokenhearted. You you feel like your spirit's been crushed. It's because of circumstances, because of some individual, because of some company, because of something that happened, something that something did, somebody did against you, something that you did, or it was nobody's fault. It yeah. just happened, and you're just crushed on the inside. I've had times in my life when I've just been crushed. 
Yeah. It seemed like all my hopes and dreams have been crushed. Sometimes because of something that I did that was a stupid mistake. Yeah. Sometimes by things other people did and people said about me that weren't true. And it just crushes you on the inside. Mm-hmm. But he said, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. That means that I know that I have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is standing here right by me and somehow, some way, he's going to make a way in the wilderness. He's going to make a river in the desert for me. I know it beyond any shadow of doubt. I'm confessing it, I'm believing it, and I'm not turning loose of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a positive person. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't run around thinking about the negative all the time. My, my glass is half full, it's not half empty. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. I, I always, you know me, you've known me uh, a long time. Yeah. I, I knew you when you were in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you know me. I'm an up person. I'm not a down person. Right. I, occasionally I get down. Right. But the good news is I, I get up. Yeah. And you know, you know, maybe you slipped and maybe you've fallen, but you know, the Bible says it, it, it's, it's not important uh, about the fall. It's important that you get up. Yeah. I remember uh, Dr. Lester Summerall, who was a great friend of ours, uh, Summerall family, tremendous family out in South Bend, Indiana. I was preaching for him up in South Bend once, and, and he told me a story. He said he was invited to the prestigious Notre Dame University to address an anthropology class. Now, to be invited to speak at Notre Dame for an evangelistic minister was quite a thrill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Summerall was just ec- ecstatic that they would invite him. You know, Here's a Pentecostal charismatic preacher, pastor, and evangelist. He's going to speak to an anthropology class at Notre Dame, which wow. is in South Bend. Yeah. What a great, great Catholic university. So when he gets to the class, the professor said, Dr. Summerall, before you start, I need to let you know that most all the students here and all the faculty hearing you today all believe that we descended from monkeys. That's how the class started out. Wow. And they introduced him. <laughs> Have fun with that. I started laughing. Dr. Summerall started laughing. I said, what did you do? He said, well, here's what I said to them. It's not nearly as important where you came from as where you're going. (laughs) Well played. And uh, he wound up giving an altar call, and a number of those students came forward and gave their hearts to Christ because of his testimony. He didn't didn't hit them. He didn't whack them. He didn't say, you're wrong. We didn't come from monkey. He didn't do that. Yeah. No. He loved them. He cared for them. And before the class was over, a number of them came and gave their hearts to the Lord. Mm. Uh, what, a, what an answer. Not nearly as important where you came from yeah. as where you're going. That's where you're going. <laughs> what a great, what That's a great so story. Good. You know, w- w- with the anxiety and depression, I, I think about, you, you talk about that principle of giving things to God, surrendering things to God. It seems like for people, a lot of times the stress, the anxiety, the depression that comes, often comes as a result of the things we try to carry that really we were never, you know, made to carry on our own. That give it to God thing, um, maybe for people that are carrying things causing anxiety, what is the way that we, you, you talk about this a lot and I feel like you make it really simple. How do you give things to God? How do you, how do you get it out of your hands and into God's? You say, Father, here it is. <laughs> just, it, I can't, it, and I it's can't that easy. It. I can't handle it, Father. Yeah. I usually just lift my hands like, like I'm doing now. If you were here, here uh, in my kitchen where I'm doing this podcast, you'd see me just lifting my hands right now and saying, God, here it is. I can't carry this on my own. Yeah. I, I can't do this by myself, God. I have to have you. I'm surrendering this to you. You know something about this situation that I don't know. Because I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But you are. And I'm asking you for the help in the, on, in, in, in the way that I've got to have it. And, and in the way that only you can give it. Yeah. I just say, God, I surrender it to you. Yeah. 
So many times in my life I've turned. And you know what? The good news is when you surrender it, it's amazing how God can start moving. Yeah. And I, I, I stopped messing it up. Right. You know, because if I could have handled it, I would have already handled it. Yeah. That's sometimes powerful. a situation only God can handle. Sometimes he shows us ways to handle it ourselves. Yeah. But sometimes it's got to be a sovereign thing where there's nothing that I can do except just trust God. Somehow, some way, he's going to handle it. As we wrap up today, would you mind maybe just praying a prayer for people that are are dealing with these things? Obviously, we know there's natural things that we can do, but maybe where there's a spiritual attack or something that needs to be you know handled spiritually, maybe we could just pray sure. together. Well, first of all, I come against the satanic attack of the devil. You know, he he's against you, and he's going to come at at you in every way he possibly could. Remember when he when he got Jesus on the cross, and not only nailed his hands and feet to the cross. But then he came at his side. Mm. He stuck the spear in his side. You know, he's always going to come at you from different angles. Oh, wow. So I pray right now over you. You may be brokenhearted. Mm. Uh, you, may be have, you may have suffered some, some loss in your family. Uh, you may be just crushed in your spirit because of something that's happened. Your fault, somebody else's fault, maybe nobody's fault, but it's happened. You may be in depression today. You, you may feel like your mind, you're losing your mind. You may feel like you're about to go crazy. You may be so anxious that, you know, you're like a cat on a hot tin roof. In the authority of Jesus' name, I pray over you right now. I pray for healing in your mind. I pray for healing in your spirit. I pray for healing in your body. And I pray that you would know that Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is nearer to you than your very breath. And he loves you. He cares about you. And as you surrender it to him and say, Lord, I give this to you, somehow, some way, he's going to make a way for you. He's done it before, and I believe he will do it again. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Nick, thanks for being with me today. Thank you. God bless all of you, and I'll see you next time on the Expect a Miracle podcast. In the demands of everyday life, peace can be hard to find. But you can have real peace and be confident in any situation that arises with God's true peace that goes beyond your understanding. In Richard Roberts' new mini-book, The Pursuit of Peace, he teaches you how to find peace and contentment, where fear comes from, and how to overcome it. It's God's desire that you have His peace and strength for whatever you may be facing in your life right now. Request your copy of Pursuit of Peace as a free gift Go to richardroberts.org or call 1-844-828-1412. Again, that's richardroberts.org 